All right, we are live. So today what we're talking about, I want to spend about 20 minutes or so, and we're going to jump into the concept of focus. Now, man, I feel like there's so many people that their problem is or their question is, how come I can't focus or I want to focus? You have a child who has trouble focusing, trouble focusing in school. Focus, focus, focus seems to be the problem. And um, on my personal profile, I, I put a description. Uh, my son's been reading these, uh, he's in first grade, and he's really just all of a sudden taken out of these new Dogman books that are from the Captain Underpants series. And there's this like a, a character or it's a machine or something in there called the ADHD, 80-HD. And he doesn't get it. He goes, oh, that's the ADHD. And I'm laughing as a dad because, well, that's, that's ADHD. I think that's hilarious. Um, and I think as an entrepreneur myself, and if you're listening, you certainly are too. Um, and I think, I think focusing is struggling to be able to focus, struggling to get out of overwhelm uh, when we have too many things to do can be one of the biggest problems ever. So listen up. What I want to do is in the next 20 minutes, 18 minutes or so, you can watch this back later if you want to, whatever. Um, I want to share with you four massive keys that I found to help myself and help clients along the way to go to focus really, really easy, avoid overwhelm and avoid procrastination. Um, it's been huge in my life, huge in my family's life. And I want to share it with you. So this is going to be one of also, of course, our purpose driven entrepreneur podcast episodes. Um, as you well know, I'm taking uh, some of these Facebook lives and putting them in as bonus episodes in between the other ones um, that we're launching for the, um, for the PDE um, podcast. So thank you so much for subscribing, downloading, whatever you're doing, streaming to watch this and, and or listen to this. All right. So key number one for focus. Number one is environment. And it might go without saying that environment uh, changes everything, right? But let's get a little more detailed about it. So when I think about environment, I think, I guess the first question is, is your environment conducive to what you actually want to achieve or what you want to do in that moment? So I think of situations like this. Like for me, I can't get creative or even do email work or, or anything I need to do in the business. I can't do it at my kitchen table um, because in, in our house, uh, my wife does all the laundry. Praise you, baby. Love you. But I do most all the dishes. She certainly does too. But every time I'm home, I do the dishes. That's kind of my thing. I take out the trash. That's my thing. So when I'm home, the dishes talk to me. I don't know if you relate to this. Right. She says the laundry talks to her. The carpet talks to her and says, I want to be vacuumed. Right. Um, the, these inanimate objects that are living in our environment, they, they speak to us. So the easiest way for me to shut up the dishes is to not sit across from them. Are you kidding me? Right. If you're sitting right across from from your dishes, of course, they are going to talk to you. So number one is get the environment in a place where the things that you normally get distracted by, they don't they don't distract you anymore. Um, so I don't have to fight the dishes when I'm at the office and I don't care where you go. It can be a park. It can be the backyard. So I love sitting by the pool in the backyard. Um, I, I like that environment. I like sometimes I'll sit in my room um, or shoot, I'll go in my son's room on his beanbag sometimes if he's gone or if I'm going to be doing maybe something on social media. And you've actually probably seen some of my Facebook lives are from uh, his bedroom, literally, because it's a quiet place in the house. And when he's gone, nothing in his room speaks to me um, as far as something that needs my attention, right? Because it's his room. So I'll go in the office. I, um, I'm crazy. I like to go into Starbucks and I'll sit in Starbucks. And for the longest time, I'd take a book in there and I'd sit and read. Maybe I want some downtime. So instead of just sitting at home where I get distracted, um, I sit, uh, I'll sit at Starbucks and I'll read a book there. So think about for yourself, what's your kitchen sink? 
and what's your Starbucks, right? That's me, but what, where's a place that you can, can easily and effortlessly uh, be able to work on one thing at a time you wanna work on without being distracted by the other things you're thinking about? See, the challenge with focus is so often, what happens is we have multiple things that we wanna achieve or things that need our attention in a day, and most people, if you ever feel overwhelmed, it means you're considering or trying to think about all the things at once. And one thing that happens neurologically, um, this is something that we get into and teach in our NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming classes, uh, we'll talk about uh, the idea of looping in your mind. And uh, when you're looping, what happens is you could have three or four things that really need your attention or things that are open loops. And what will happen is you'll think about number one, then you'll think about number two, then you'll think about number three, then you'll think about number four. And then by the time you get to four, you're already thinking about one again and you loop back to it. And if you really felt super overwhelmed or even in a place of anxious panic or anxiety, what probably happened is you, you were going through these things that are unsolved or things that worry you or you have fear about or something. Excuse me, and you just keep looping around with the same things over and over again. So uh, if you write them down, it seems like the simplest thing ever, but literally write them down and say, what else is really bothering me? Or what else do I really want to work on right now? What else absolutely needs my attention today? And by the time you start writing those things down, how, how big are you going to get? What are you going to get to? Five? Ten? Thirteen? I mean, the truth is, most of our lists are smaller than we think, but they feel larger than they are because we keep looping on them. So one of the things that helps me to not loop is when I leave the environment that those things are in. And again, I'll just kind of reiterate, if I have a lot of stuff going on in home life, so maybe my wife and I have some things we're talking about and we're going through finance stuff and we're planning for the year and we have something with the church and we have something with Val and we have new school starting and we're going to register something and we got to change banks and, we, and maybe we have all this stuff going on, right? Well, if I'm at home, I'm thinking about all that stuff. So I'm going to go somewhere else where I'm not thinking about all that stuff. I tell you what, you think you're important and you think life needs you this moment today. I promise you, you're important, but your life doesn't need you today in this moment. Walk out to a park, go into nature, and just get out from stuff. Leave your phone in your car or at home or under your floor mat or something. You know, be careful with it. But leave the tech away for a minute and just spend 10 minutes and then 30 minutes and then an hour and a half. And after a while... I start to, you know, you look at a duck, you look at the dirt, and you just sort of see what's going on and realize, man, maybe all this wasn't as crucial as, uh, as I originally thought it was. So that's some of the things you can start with. So change your environment. Number two, and this already, I'm already going into this in the first place, number two is change your state, okay? Change your state. So every feeling we feel is state dependent, and that includes anxiety, overwhelm, fear, uh, and everything else. Sorry, I'm messing around with the cameras here. I, I literally have two, hey, where'd it go? I got two pages going right now. And one of them is my Facebook page. There we go, let's try to stick with that. And then one of them is my, my profile, and I'm actually doing two lives at the same time. The reason I'm doing that is I'm, I'm uh, trying to build up my page, which gives me a lot more, uh, uh, maneuverability with connecting with you guys and everything so I'm trying to do that more and more and then do a little bit less uh, on the personal profile because there's only so many people I can connect with so um, I'm doing both just for the sake of that anyway let's jump back into it so number two is state so every every uh, whether we were focusing focus is a state overwhelm is a state procrastination believe it or not is not a thing but it's a state 
some people people always say, how do I stop procrastinating? Well, you never started procrastinating. Procrastination is not a thing you're doing. It's a thing you're feeling, right? Procrastination is a feeling we feel when we put off the thing that we want to do. But it's not a thing itself. I hope that makes sense. So um, anyway, let's, let's jump back into state. So focus is always a state. So ask yourself this. If you're sitting somewhere and you're trying to get focused in on an activity or something you need to get done, especially if it's uh, either super task oriented or if it's um, super creative oriented, those are the two things that people tend to have the most trouble with, right? Like I need to get like these 12 things done that aren't really like brain activities, but just task activities. And the other thing is, oh, I gotta, I gotta write this special sales copy, or I need to make this, I need to create something. I'm working on my book and I need to write a chapter. That's the kind of thing people can procrastinate for weeks and months because the dishes are talking to them and because of all that stuff. But really, creativity and focus are both states. So here's a simple uh, exercise you could do, as long as you're not driving right now, which if you're driving, you shouldn't watch this anyway, but maybe you're listening uh, to the podcast, so that's fine, so keep on going. But here's a simple thing you can do. If you're driving, don't do it, keep your eyes open, uh, but either way, go ahead and imagine this. Think about a time in life when, I know you can't focus very well, but if you could, if there's ever been a time you were able to focus, when you did not procrastinate, when you jumped in, when you got something done, when you just said, you know what, I got this, I'm the one, and you went and did it. Think about a time like that. Can you recall a specific time? If you can, I want you to go back to that time, float down your body, look through your own eyes, see what you were seeing, hear what you were hearing, feel the feelings of just like, you got this. One single focus, you're going for it, nothing's in the way, you're not overly motivated, but you're not calm. You just know that this is the one thing that has your attention and you're about to take care of something. When you feel that feeling, squeeze your fingers together. Squeeze your index finger and your thumb. Just squeeze it together. Just go with me on this. Good. And then think about that again and really pay attention to the fact that you're just focused in on one thing. And when you feel that, squeeze your finger and your thumb together. Good. Now open your eyes, unless you already have. Um, now that was like a, a five second version of an NLP anchor. The idea though is any state you've been in before, I believe you can access again. Now, oftentimes we don't, uh, we don't access those states again. We, we think they're long lost states that we haven't gotten into and we won't get back to. But the truth is any state you're in, you can get back to, no question. So as long as you've ever felt focused anytime in your entire life, I promise you, you can feel it again. There's a lot that goes into states. Uh, maybe I'll do a separate uh, episode all about how to manage states and how to get into states. If you want to, you give me a like or a comment uh, if you're watching this or listening to it. If you like me to do a little more on state management, state control, negative states, positive states, just give me a, a, a yes if you'd like to hear more about that, and I'll do a separate episode on it. But real quick, key number two for focus is manage your state and understand that states are all of, um, focus is all about the state you're in, right? So if you can get yourself back to a focused state before you sit down to do the activity you need to do, that's the very thing that will allow you to do the activity even more and, and obviously be able to focus on it. So manage your state early. Um, also manage your state based on time. I wrote down in my notes here, um, I realized that sometimes the state I'm in in the morning I don't like to say I'm not a morning person because I don't believe in limiting beliefs like that. Um, but I will say um, 
in the mornings over the course of the last 38 years of my life, um, usually I'm not my most creative early in the morning. Usually in the morning is when I can, <laughs> funny enough, my brain's a little switched off, so I have a cup of coffee in the morning. Um, if I take my son to school, I take him to school, I come back, it's 8.30, I'm still not really switched on to my brain that much. So what do I do in the morning? Take a wild guess. The dishes. <laughs> right? Because that's a mindless activity that actually kind of gives me a little bit of pleasure. So I'll unload the dishes, I'll, I'll reload them up. Maybe I'll even watch a little something on the iPad while I'm doing that. I think I did that this morning. And I just kind of hang out and I spend 20 minutes to wake up and just kind of do that. Um, I'm my most creative later in the afternoon or into the evening. So once I get through kind of that afternoon lull, like right now, it's almost five o'clock. And this is the time when I feel like, hey, I want to get up and roll. So, um, so I'm going to do something like that right around now maybe even a little bit later, right? Um, if I need to write a chapter in a book, I'm probably going to do that like at 11 o'clock at night, right? So instead of trying to fight and, and go with these, these themes that we've had in the world, like the early bird gets the worm, um, you know, um, uh, what's that, uh, that parable or the, the metaphor about um, uh, look before you leap, right? But don't forget, he who hesitates is lost. So which one do we follow? Which one do we listen to? Well, here, how about this one? Quit listening to the world. Quit listening to the world. Quit listening to what someone else says is the right thing. Hell, even don't even listen to me, for goodness sakes. I mean, I, I think any coach worth his salt is going to say, look, I'm only one opinion. Um, if this makes sense, keep it, obviously, right? But like, but let's think for ourselves. And I never want to hear someone go, well, the early bird gets the worm, so I, just, I have to wake up early in the morning. Why? If you wake up at noon and you work out at 9 p.m. and you're productive at 2 in the morning and you're writing the best you know, the book or, or an e-course or you're creating a workshop or whatever, even though the world might go, what, you don't wake up at 7 a.m.? I guess, I guess I just want to say, do you care? And if you are an early person, embrace that. You know, my wife, she's a pretty darn good early person. And, uh, and, and sometimes she fights that, right? So I fight not being early. She fights being early, going, oh, I want to go to bed at 9.30 or 10. And then feeling like I, I, should, I want to stay up so I can have fun because people stay have fun and people get early get up earlier boring well none of that is actually true um, so pay attention to the times of day the places you go to focus the times you can focus well and what if you went and put yourself in that sweet spot make sense right so put yourself in the sweet spot of if I can focus the best at 4 30 in the afternoon the thing I need to focus on most why don't you go ahead um, and and plan that task during that time that's what we're looking for all right. Um, key number three. Key number three. Uh, oh, pick a resource from another area in life. This is so good. So this is something um, I, you've probably heard this story before. I'm sure I've shared it either on the podcast or I've shared it um, in a live seminar somewhere. I talk about when uh, parents would bring kids to see me to work on ADHD or lack of focus. The thing I'll do is I'll bring the kid in and then we'll sit down and play video games while the parent leaves. Three hours later, when the parent comes back, they say, oh, did you finish early because we're still playing games? And I said, no, no, we're, we just, we've just we been playing the whole time just trying to get to know each other. And I, I charge a decent amount of money per hour, and the parent begins to realize, it dawns on them, I just paid this person all this money. They spent three hours, and all he did was play video games with my kid? Are you kidding me? And before they get too upset, um, I'll kind of stop and say, yeah, I'm so sorry. Uh, I just... You know, we couldn't get to work. We were just so busy. Uh, he was so focused on this game. I couldn't get him to stop. And she says, I know that was the problem. He's always playing these video games. I said, I know the problem was he was so focused that I couldn't get him to stop. 
And I kind of say that a few times until she starts to get the drift. Mom or dad goes, wait a minute. And then I'll say, exactly. See, here's the thing. The kid with the ADHD never had a problem focusing. And I want to challenge you right now. Um, I know you have a, a different life than I do. If you have children, you have a different child than I do. You have a different experience, all, all that stuff. But especially for those of you, if you're out there and you have a kid with a diagnosis or you yourself have a diagnosis, all a diagnosis is, is somebody observing a consistent series of events. That's it. But just because you've done something consistently doesn't mean you'll always do something, right? And just because you've done something consistently in one area in life doesn't mean you do that in all areas in life. So think about it like this. That kid who couldn't focus in math class to save his life, you put him in front of a video game, and he won't stop focusing on the game for six hours straight. You put him in front of a skateboard, right? Um, won't stop focusing. Loves it, right? Well, I'll use a skateboard um, analogy with, uh, with learning, right? I go, to, I go to history class, I can't focus. Put him in front of an Xbox, focus all day long. Put him in front of algebra, can't learn anything. I cannot learn math. Put that same kid in front of a skateboard, he can learn how to skate like that, right? So I guess my question is, is the problem really learning or focus? Or is the problem more accurately state, environment, access to the resource? So I call focus or any state a resource. And if a kid or, or anyone for that matter, if you're not accessing the resource of focus, one of the secrets you can do is look at an, another area in life that you tend to access that resource really easily. So where in your life have you been able to focus like really intensely whenever you needed to? And here's the cool thing. It can be anything. It can be when you're cutting vegetables, right? Have you ever seen someone like uh, uh, one of my friends I grew up with? Uh, maybe he's out there. Mark, Mark Jebusek. I'm just going to call you out because I think it's so funny. Um, he watches my uh, videos sometimes. So Mark, I remember we were like in, in first grade together, right? In Cub Scouts and, you know, grown up for 30 plus years with him. And I remember as a kid, we'd be sitting there and like doing some art or something. And he was the first person I ever realized um, stuck his tongue out when he cuts, when he cuts pieces of paper. Now, a lot of people do this, right? But to me, I think that, that, that tells me this guy has intense focus. So whenever he grabs a piece of paper and a pair of scissors, the tongue goes to the side and there's this intense focus. And I think, as silly as it is, right, as funny as it is, love you, Mark, by the way, um, as silly as that might be, that moment, that person, Mark had a state of intense focus. And even though maybe he hadn't done that since he was six years old or seven years old, just because it's been a long time doesn't mean you can't access that, that resource still. doesn't mean you can't go to that area in life and grab hold of it. So I can be 38 today and be distracted with all these shiny objects and all these projects I want to do. But what if I could just go inside and access that seven-year-old who was sticking his tongue out, cutting the piece of paper in Cub Scouts? And what happens is you can even see it on my face if you're watching this live. In a moment, I calm down, and I'm totally focused, and I look at the one thing I need to do, and I just cut it with my tongue sticking out. Easy enough, right? Okay, cool. Um, so that's grabbing a resource from another area. So go to the seven-year-old cutting paper in Cub Scouts, it doesn't need to, need to be the same thing. It doesn't have to be the same content. It's not like, oh, I focused when I wrote my emails three weeks ago, but I can't focus on emails today, so that won't, right? That's not what you need. You can grab the seven-year-old Cub Scout paper cutter and use that focus state from there and use it when you're writing email for sales copy today or something. Um, so hope that makes sense. That's easy enough. And then let me wrap the last one. It's been about 20 minutes. 
the last piece, and I think probably the most important one, is to close doors uh, for periods of time. And here's what I mean. Um, there is always, I'm sure, a lot going on in your life. And man, in my life, there, there's a lot. Um, I, yeah, there's just a lot going on. You know, aside from, you know, I'm running, uh, running Evolution Business. We have live events almost every single month throughout, uh, launching online stuff. We're doing, obviously, these lives. We're launching a podcast, um, working on a new book that uh, should be coming out around about April. Um, I'll talk about more about that later. Um, but besides all that, I also I want to take care of my health. So, I'm, you know, I want to go to the gym a few times a week. I want to be a great dad and hang out with my son, have a special time with him. I want to take my wife on dates. I want to do family stuff and family game nights. Oh, and we lead a whole church. So it's loving people, spending time with the people that I really care about. It's also uh, praying or reading and studying and preparing messages and, and, and then doing logistics for things. Um, and like, and that's just the main part. We haven't even talked about really anything else yet. So life is really busy. The one thing that keeps me sane is compartmentalizing or closing doors. Again, on a previous uh, podcast episode, it'll be in our archives. You can look that up. I talked about the idea of compartmentalizing as an entrepreneur and how it saves your life. So it works like this. Just like with the dishes, I don't need to think about doing the dishes or cleaning the home when I'm working in the office. But I even do this with other things in life, too. So if I want, really want to focus, um, so like, for instance, I have a literally a three-day uh, workshop event coming up. We have Accelerate coming up. Uh, it's Monday as a rec- uh, Monday. What day is it today? It is Monday, right? Yeah, it's Monday today. <laughs> so it's Monday as I record this. Monday's with Matt, of course. Um, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. There's a three-day work event. Sunday, I'm preaching a message in the church. So what I need to do is, at some point over the next three days, um, I have most of the message figured out because I've spent time on it. But over the next three days, I'm going to take about a two-hour chunk and I'm going to lock away everything else and compartmentalize. And I'm just going to sit down. I'm going to study and I'm going to pray and I'm going to have the Bible there. I'm going to have my laptop open. And I'm just going to sit and work on this Sunday's message. And that's just a separate thing. At some other point, I'm going to sit down and take a two, three hours and look, I've already done the workshop many or a couple of times, this new one. Um, but I'm going to look at it and, and look at the schedule and work on the finer details of it. I'm going to work at the, look at the slides. I'm just going to kind of work on the creation of it. Then today, you know, I came in and I spent the last four or five hours and I worked with Jeremy and Anna and Kasusha all about um, the event, sponsorships, speaking schedule, hotels. We just talked about all the stuff that needed to happen to run the business. But here's the cool thing. It's 5.03 right now. I'm going to sign off in, in about a minute or less. When I do, I'm done with office logistics. Now, there might be a text here and there, and that's from you know the team. That's fine, or, or a random email. Like you know, Those things are okay, but, but even so, I'm going to try really hard to compartmentalize those. So if I get any office work communications from like 5 o'clock through 9 at night, I'm going to just keep all those in one spot, and then maybe I'll take 10 minutes and quickly reply to everything at 9. I'm not going to reply to everything all together, or sorry, all as they come. That's one of the worst things to do, in my opinion, to do all of them as they come. So compartmentalize stuff. So I'll do work one day. I'll do church stuff one day. Um, I'll do cleaning the house. And, and I'll just take, again, that morning, maybe an hour. And all of a sudden, I got the dishes done. I got the trash taken out. I got the room picked up. I got my clothes all thrown. I got the bathroom clean. And that's it. And then I'm done with that for probably a few days, you know, or at least at least a day or two. But it's all about being able to compartmentalize, close the doors of what you don't need to focus on right now so you can open one door at a time. So if you took nothing from this whole time together, take this one thing, keep one door at a time open. One door. Nothing more, just one. 
if you can keep one door open, then you'll be able to focus on that one thing, crush it, do it well, really be present for it, um, and not try to, to be, you know, the, the jack of all trades, master of none sort of thing. So that's one of the, the, the fourth secrets. So number one is change or control your environment. Number two is control your state and when and how you're doing things. Number three is grab that resource of focus or um, peace. If you need to get out of overwhelm, grab that from another area in life where you feel it and use it and just borrow it and, and bring it into today. Um, and then number four is, is closed doors that don't need to be looked at in the moment. So that's it for right now. I hope that was uh, fun, useful, exciting. Um, I had a blast doing it and uh, I'm looking forward to next week. So we're back on. Thank you for a little bit of grace. It's, uh, it's January now. So um, we took a little break over the holidays. I had my birthday on, on Monday, the 18th of December. Then I had Christmas, then I had New Year's. And I just, to be honest, I just took downtime and, and just recharged and just stayed home with the family and didn't really get out and do anything it was awesome so back into it now full swing it's january let's get out there and uh, kick some butt in life so thanks for watching thanks for listening streaming remember if you haven't already subscribe uh to the podcast leave a review um download it helps the show out tremendously and uh i sure appreciate that all right guys take care oh and if you haven't already in the description on my profile go down in it and you'll see a link to to Matt Browning to my page. If you can, if you haven't already, go over there and like the page because I'm going to be doing more and more videos and teaching on my page and less on my personal profile over the next few months. So if you like this and you want to keep getting some of this stuff, make sure you like my page. It's Facebook slash Matt Browning um, and you'll get all the notifications for whenever I go live on the page. All right, thanks. Talk to you soon. Matt.